as always, I'm your host, Nick, and this is our non-Campfire Stories episode back from my break to generate new content and travel a little bit. Originally, all of May was supposed to com- be completely revolved around camping, but with that break, I decided to extend camping month into June. If you guys want to see any of the cool content from South America, uh, make sure you head over to our social media by searching at Heading North Podcast on Facebook, Instagram. Or- uh, this week, I'm going to call the episode The Art of Campfires. Mostly because I feel like campfires are a quintessential piece to camping. They're a gathering place, a place for storytelling, a place to cook meals, and even more importantly, something that helps you survive and signal for help or communicate. For this reason, I put it far above the importance of even the necessities like tents, cooking supplies, and toilet paper. So this week, I would like to look at fire safety and how to build a campfire. Fire safety being, in my opinion, the most important. I live in an area plagued with forest fires, and the world is seeing them more and more with the current condition of our climate. Many of you are familiar with the Smokey the Bear signs around national parks and forests. Well, I want to kind of look at who Smokey the Bear was and then kind of dive into some of the safety tips that he has. So I think everyone in the U.S. has heard of Smokey the Bear. If not, here we go. Uh, He is now used as a national parks mascot and many signs signaling if fires are safe at the current time of year. But many don't know Smokey's origin story. Smokey Bear was born on August 9th, 1944, when the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council agreed that a fictional bear would be the symbol of their joint effort to promote forest fire prevention. Artist Albert Stahl was asked to paint the first poster of Smokey Bear. It depicted a bear pouring a bucket of water on a campfire and saying, Care will prevent 9 out of 10 fires. Smokey Bear soon became very popular as his image appeared on a variety of forest fire prevention materials. In 1947, his slogan became the familiar, Only You Can Prevent Forest Fire. Then, in the spring of 1950, in the Capitan Mountains of New Mexico, a young bear cub found himself caught in a burning forest. He took refuge in a tree and, while managing to stay alive, was left badly burned. The firefighters who retrieved him were so moved by his bravery, they named him Smokey. News about the real bear named Smokey appeared across the nation, and he was soon given a new home at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. The living symbol of Smokey Bear. He played an important role in spreading messages of wildfire prevention and forest conservation. Smokey died in 1976 and was returned to Capitan, New Mexico, where he is buried in the State Historic Park. So now that we know pretty much who Smokey the Bear is, let's look at uh, Smokey's rules to live by when it comes to making fire. One is to make sure you are at a site that allows campfires. This can be found on camp websites or national park websites, or even on signs at the location where you're deciding to camp. Then you want to make sure that there are no no burn bans and it's not too windy. After that, if you're creating your own fire pit, dig a pit away from the overhanging branches. Pretty much build a fire away from overhanging branches. It's a recipe for disaster if you don't. If you are, again, building that pit, then circle the pit with rocks. With any fire, you want to make sure that you clear a 10-foot area around the pit down to the dirt, removing anything that could catch on fire. You also want to stack extra wood upwind and away from the fire. After lighting, you can also throw the match into the fire. And now you also never want to leave a campfire unattended. An adult should supervise a campfire at all times. You should also keep a bucket of water and shovel nearby. You never want to put anything but wood in the fire, and you do not want to pull sticks out of them. You also do not sit on the fire ring or rocks around the campfire. They will heat up quickly and they'll stay hot for a long time. And lastly, when it's time to put the fire out, dump lots of water on it. Stir it with a shovel, then dump more water on it. Make sure it is cold before leaving the campsite. If it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. 
And remember, Smokey's friends never play with matches, lighters, lighter fluid, or other flammable liquids. These campfire safety tips and more can be found at SmokeyBear.com. Up next, we'll dive into campfire building techniques. But first, we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from the... Welcome back and strap in because now we're going to talk about building campfires. So first, we need to look at campfire materials. It's pretty simple, right? Oxygen, fuel, heat. Well, it can be a little bit more complicated than that. So first up for materials would be tinder. Tinder is the smallest, easiest to catch material used in building a campfire. Common types of tinder include cardboard strips or pieces, wadded up paper, wood chips or shavings, dryer lint, pine needles, dry leaves or grass, candle wax, or commercial fire starters, sticks or bricks. You can usually gather tinder around your campsite. However, if conditions have been wet or you are worried about tinder not being readily available, you can always bring some tinder with you to make the fire starting process. Once you have your tinder, you also need kindling. Kindling is larger than tinder, but smaller than firewood. The most common types of kindling are small twigs or branches. Make sure your kindling is thin. If it's too thick, it won't catch and will extinguish your small fire. Then after that, obviously you need firewood. Firewood is the fuel of a fire, and the most important element of good firewood is dryness. For the best campfires, you want firewood that is completely dry. It will light easily and maintain a good flame. Most campers don't have a preference when gathering or purchasing firewood. During a camping trip, you take what is readily available. However, below are some of the common types of firewood, so you know the distinction between each species if you have to choose. Oak is one of the most popular types of firewood. It is dense and slow-burning wood that produces a hot, minimal sparking fire. While beech firewood can burn hot and long, it must be properly seasoned for at least a year. Beech wood is heavy and dense, so it needs to dry for a long time. Maple trees are dense and hard, and maple firewood is known for producing a long-burning campfire with high heat. Birch is a softer type of firewood that tends to burn quickly. However, it also gives off plenty of heat, creating a cheerful, bright campfire. Ash is lightweight and easy to split. Ash firewood tends to burn hot, slow, and steady. Cherry or black cherry, with a lovely aroma and low amounts of smoke. Cherry is a favorite wood for cooking, especially for smoking meats such as pork, beef, chicken, and fish. When you are looking at firewood, you always want to check your location's policies carefully before attempting to gather firewood. Many campgrounds sell firewood at the campground store, so you don't have to worry about packing or gathering firewood once you've set up. Once you have all the components like firewood, tinder, and kindling, now you need the spark or a flame source. Knowing how to start a fire with just a few sticks is a valuable survival skill. However, unless you have practiced the uh, technique and are confident in your ability, consider packing matches or a lighter. Flint and steel, matches, lighters, and other fire starters can reliably produce a spark or flame to get your Once you've gathered your supplies, you're ready to begin building your campfire. Keep in mind that a fire needs three things to succeed. Good fuel, a spark source, and proper oxygen. Even if you have great firewood and a lighter, if the pieces of wood are too close together, the flame won't get enough oxygen and quickly die out. If you want to build an impressive campfire, just make sure you follow these steps. So first and foremost, you got to choose your safe spot. Most campgrounds have a designated fire pit or fire ring, but you should still check the surrounding area to make sure there are no dead branches overhead. Clear away anything close to the fire pit that might catch fire from stray ember or spark and avoid starting a fire near dry grass or in backcountry locations where fires are allowed, use an existing fire ring if possible, and only build a new ring in emergency. Ideally, the base of your fire ring or pit should be mineral soil, gravel, or sand. Intense heat can sterilize healthy soil, so choose your site carefully. 
make sure to clean out the firing of any debris before you leave the campsite. Up next, you want to create a tinder bed. Once you've found a safe spot, set down a layer or bundle of tinder. Make sure you use enough tinder. If you lay down too little, the flame will quickly die out before catching the kindle. Wind or wetness could extinguish a small flame, so protect your tinder from any wind or soggy surfaces. After that, you can add kindling. The exact way that you lay your tinder will depend on the type of fire you are building. For example, if you are building a platform fire, you will need to build up a stack of firewood before setting your tinder and kindling on top. Alternately, for a lean-to fire, setting kindling below and around your tinder can help a spark catch. Make sure your tinder is small enough to nurture a small flame and dry enough to easily catch fire. Now you need to build the frame of the rest of your fire. Think about what kind of fire you need. Are you looking for a steady cooking fire, or are you wanting a hot, slow-burning fire that will keep you warm all evening? Some fires, like platform fires, stars, or lean-tos, require the larger pieces of firewood to be present from the beginning. However, other types of campfires are built gradually as the flame grows. For example, with a teepee fire, begin by arranging the kindling in a teepee formation around the bed of tinder. Continue adding larger and larger pieces to the kindling as the fire grows, working your way up to firewood. Now, there are five different types of campfires that I want to talk about today. In many ways, a fire is a fire, and they keep you warm, help you cook, and create cozy atmosphere. However, not all fires are created equal. Various types and styles of campfires will provide varieties. However, not all fires are created equal. Various types of styles of campfires will provide different effects, including heat output, cooking potential, and length of A teepee or a cone campfire is one of the classic fire shapes. The teepee or cone fire gets its name from the shelter it resembles. A teepee fire has a circular base with a wide diameter, letting in plenty of oxygen. To build a teepee fire, begin by laying down a large bundle of tinder. Next, use small pieces of kindling to form a teepee shape above the kindling. As the fire grows, continue to add larger sticks to the teepee structure. One of the benefits of the teepee fire is it is easy to maintain. Simply lean more sticks against the frame to feed the fire as it burns. Because a teepee fire burns through wood fast, it is generally used to warm up quickly or for a small cooking task such as boiling water. If you want to use a teepee fire to cook a meal, wait until the wood burns through and the cone collapses. Set a small pan or pot on the coal bed and feed the fire with small sticks or twigs. For a long-lasting and easy-to-maintain fire, choose the log cabin. You can begin by stacking wood as if you were building a cabin. Place two pieces of wood on the bottom, then stack two on top perpendicular. Repeat this process until your fire reaches the desired height. Then place tinder and kindling in the center square and ignite. Use your broader pieces of wood for the bottom and add thinner, lighter pieces for the top. You can also experiment with tapering the shape as it grows taller creating more of a pyramid shape than a cabin. As they burn, the logs fall in on one another, constantly feeding new wood into the coals. Because of this, a log cabin fire tends to burn more slowly than a teepee, making a good choice for evening when you want to spend a few hours around the crackling. The platform or upside down pyramid is similar to the log cabin type. The platform fire was designed to cook food. The main difference between the two styles is that the log cabin platform fire the main difference between the two styles is that the logs of a platform fire are stacked closer together and you start the fire at the top instead of the bottom. Because you start the fire at the top of the wood, the fire burns down the logs instead of up. This creates a solid flat platform of hot coals perfect. You can set pots or pans directly on the coals and the fire will sustain itself as it burns. 
To build a platform campfire, start by laying three or more pieces of firewood on the ground. Place three or more on top, perpendicular to the first layer, and keep adding wood until the fire is at least three levels high. And then set your tinder and kindling on top of the platform. When you're low on wood supplies, the star fire may be the perfect solution. It uses whole, unsplit logs and burns them slowly at the end to create a long-lasting and efficient fire. To begin, gather four or five logs of any length. Build a small teepee fire with the kindling and drag the logs around it. One end should face the fire and the other should lead away from it, like the points of a star or the spoke of a wheel. The teepee fire in the center will ignite the ends of the logs. As they burn, push the logs closer to the center to replace what has already been consumed. And lastly, when you're camping in breezy conditions, uh, you have experienced the frustration of trying to start and maintain a fire in high winds. It can feel as though you are constantly battling the elements, trying to sustain a blaze long enough to cook food or keep warm. For this, you want to use the lean-to. Next time you're in the great outdoors during high winds, try building a lean-to fire. Using its own wood as a windbreak, a lean-to protects your flames from frustrating gusts. For the simplest style of lean-to fire, Find or place a thick log on the ground and lay your tinder against it, away from the wind. Lean your kindling against the log so it covers the tinder. Once you ignite the tinder, the kindling will catch and begin slowly burning the log. As the fire grows, gradually add larger sticks to build it up. And add another full-size log to the fire when it is big enough. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. Next week I'll be joined by Nils, owner of Duluth Gear Exchange, to talk about camping, sustainability, and the great outdoors. If you liked anything you heard in this week's episode, visit www.headingnorthpodcast.com or find us on social media by searching at Heading North Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. To find me on social media, you can search at Grizzly Adam. And I also started a wildlife photography account on Instagram. So if you want to check that out, search at Grizzly Adams Photography to support and to see what's going on there. Music in today's episode is by Asylum Music and Media Works. And to support the show, go to www.headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash support or follow and leave a review for the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you've done a podcast.